Bitcoin will be a reserve currency that a lot of the world does adopt because it can't be controlled by a person or by a government. But of course, like everything, it's going to be volatile. I'll, I'll tell you this. If Bitcoin gets the same market cap as gold, one Bitcoin's worth $650,000. Wow. You should probably pay attention. Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Attractive Mindset. And today's guest, I'm telling you, this man, nothing short of amazing so far. I haven't had an official conversation with him yet, but I'm telling you from the things that I've seen, the referrals that I've heard, the crowd that he's around, understand this is somebody that you want to be in a room with at all times, expert in his field. And trust me, you're going to get a lot of information out of this, but I'm going to let him tell you more about himself, Mr. Mike Sotero. Yes, sir. Rich, I appreciate you, bro. Of good, course. To, uh, good to get connected. And yeah, I've been an entrepreneur the past uh, decade. Started off selling health and nutrition products, you know, made six figures for us 21, 22, found myself broke. 2016 was a very uh, challenging year. Uh, then I found crypto and then mm. I really started to understand that uh, decentralization, the banks can control people's money, they can freeze people's money. Uh, so I just became obsessed with that in 2017. Uh, we've helped, you know, build a company now. It's done over a billion dollars in sales. I'm one of the educators uh, in that platform. And uh, the past 10 years, you know, we've helped probably close to a quarter million people learn wow. about trading, the markets, crypto, all that stuff. So it's been a journey, wow, but wow. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, started off real strong, started off with the story. And so, okay, cool, let's get right into it. And so what made you want to go on the journey to entrepreneurship in general? Yeah, so I was playing baseball and I was going to go to a division two school in South Carolina, decided not to do that and just pursue entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is going after a dream right, that other people just don't see. And I just wanted to be my own boss. Uh, and I just wanted freedom. You know, a lot of people, they have to choose between time or money, but you can have both, right? I have both now. I know you have both as well. Uh, and that's really the journey where people are kind of uh, sacrificing essentially their life for something that, you know, does that company really care about you? So I, I, got, I got obsessed, man, with personal development, studying people like Bob Proctor, Kiyosaki, all those people uh, early on in my life, right? 18, 19 years old. Uh, and I've never had a job. I've been blessed to say that. And wow, you know, God willing, we would never have to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, bro, personal development, uh, really changed, you know, my mindset at 18. Wow. Okay, cool. That's powerful. Never had a job. And so what does your friend group look like? Not, not being in those type of situations. Yeah. Well, I lost a lot of friends, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, everybody will in the beginning process when you start going after for what you want. Because uh, people that don't have results will try to give you opinions and they'll try to talk down upon you. Um, so my friends circle now is a lot different, right? They're people that are, you know, going to self-motivate me and, you know, really inspire me to do better. Um, but what's good about life is you make new friends and people come into your life, right? For either a season or for a reason. Uh, and everybody teaches you something. So um, in the beginning process, it was like a deck of cards, 52 cards. There's four aces. You don't need to be around everybody. And uh, I would I would tell you this, you know, I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies, bro, every single day of the week. Every day. So. No, that's definitely beautiful. And so going into crypto, 
you know, what, yeah. what really excited you about that market? Well, you know, because crypto always, yeah. as everybody knows, yeah. always has this kind of uh, speculation around oh, yeah. it as, oh, it's never going to work or it's yeah. not going anywhere. And so tell us a little bit about your process when you first started from crypto and especially how it's going now. Yeah. So when I got involved, I mean, literally Bitcoin was considered a scam to probably nine out of 10 people. I was in Ecuador, December of 2019. JP Morgan calls Bitcoin a scam. Seven days later, they tank price. Bitcoin dropped like $4,000, which was a huge percent drop. But then they buy $50 million. And now, fast forward to 2023, banks, governments, institutions, they're all involved. So if you're not involved, then that's like, you know, kind of, you're not late to the party, but you have a window of opportunity. And every day the window is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So right now you have, you know, countries like the United States, they're taking a pro crypto adoption. You have countries like El Salvador. Uh, tourism is up 99% in the past year. El Salvador just made crypto a legal tender. Wow. Which means every single merchant that accepts money in El Salvador has to legally accept Bitcoin as well. And, um, that's what we're going to see all around the world. Brazil, same thing. Argentina, same thing. And just think about the U.S. dollar. We just keep printing more money. There's something you can go Google called the uh, U.S. Uh, M2 money supply. And in 2020, there was 15 trillion printed. Now there's 22 trillion printed. Mm. What does that do for our dollar? It depreciates it in the long run. Bitcoin has an uh, infinite or a finite, a finite supply, 21 million tokens ever. So you just got to understand that. If I want to send you 10 million right now, bro, we're getting flagged. The bank's going to be like, yo, what are you guys doing? Questions, FBI, all this stuff. But if you have a Bitcoin wallet, I can directly send you funds and you'll have it in next minute. Wow. So, Okay. Okay. And so on one of our previous episodes, we had uh, a guy named Omari on here and he okay. definitely touched on crypto yep. and he opened our minds to there's so many different chapters of crypto For and there's sure. so many different outlets and yeah. ways to go about it. And so what would you say you do in crypto? Yeah, I would say understand that there's, like you said, different areas. Right? You have you have to understand decentralization first. Your bank is a centralized platform, right? You could literally go to your bank tomorrow, ask to withdraw the money, and they legally could say no. They're holding your money. Mm. Uh, it's called fractionalized banking, right? The money that's in your account isn't there. You go to your local Chase or Bank of America, and let's say you want to pull out 50 grand, they don't even have that at that location, right? That's why banks don't get robbed anymore because people, there's no money at that bank. So with crypto, you got to understand the purpose of it. The purpose in 2009 was Bitcoin was going to be a, a currency that would save all the people and all the things that were, that happened after what, the 08 crash. So that's why, that's why crypto, a decentralized currency where I could uh, store value. Now, the problem is, is people get hypnotized by Bitcoin's going up, Bitcoin's going down. You know what the price of Bitcoin today, six years ago, was $1,000. Wow. Oh, it's crashing because it went from 70 to 23 as we're recording this. Uh, it's not crashing. You just bought at the wrong time. Mm. So obviously, like everything, you need the right education, the right tools, all that stuff. Uh, but you need to understand why it was created in the first place and the corruption at a to just a world government level, it's in everywhere. So now I think Bitcoin, Bitcoin will be a reserve currency that a lot of the world does adopt because it can't be controlled by a person or by a government. But of course, like everything, it's going to be volatile. I'll, I'll tell you this. If Bitcoin gets the same market cap as gold, one Bitcoin is worth $650,000. Wow. You should probably pay attention over the next couple of years. Yeah.
Definitely. And so when you mentioned Bitcoin, I know there are other coins. Yeah. And so how does that play a factor in, you know, the world of crypto? Yep. So everything right now follows Bitcoin. Um, so if Bitcoin goes up, kind of the rest of the market follows. And there's three types of coins, right? You have main cap um, and then you have mid cap, low cap. Low cap coins have under 100 million market cap. Mid cap have about, you know, 100 million to a billion. And then main cap coins is about a billion dollars in market cap and above, right? Every stock has a market cap. So very similar terminology. Um, but yeah, you have things like Ethereum, which you could actually build projects on top of. You have other blockchains like Solana, uh, Cardano, and there's going to be a place for them in different areas. Now, Bitcoin, in my opinion, will always be number one. It'll always be the king because of that 21 million max supply. And there's a process called mining, which is basically like computers creating more Bitcoin. It doesn't hit 21 million until the year 2140. And every four years, the rewards to create new Bitcoin go down. So all that means is Bitcoin's deflationary. And the next is called a halving process. In 2024, those rewards get cut in half. The first time it happened, Bitcoin went from like 10 bucks and it went up like thousands of percent. And every four years, we've seen Bitcoin go on a run. Now, it's interesting because this halving period or the rewards getting cut, guess what? Guess when they happen? Every four years, mm. what also happens every four years? An election. Yep. I don't think that's by accident. No, not, not, with, <laughs> with with America, United yeah. States, nothing's by accident exactly, for sure. Bro. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And so we definitely have a lot of new entrepreneurs that watch this podcast. And so, yep. you know, how would you explain to them that you make money in the crypto world? Yeah. So two ways, right? You have a leverage trading where you create a trading account and you can capitalize on. Uh, when the market goes up and down, for example, every dollar Bitcoin moves up or down is like a point in the market when we're trading it. So let's say Bitcoin goes from 20,000 to 30,000 or from 30,000 to 20,000 down and you risk the 10 cents a point or a dollar a point, right? There's potential risk, of course, in trading. Do your own research with everything. Um, but you have the ability to trade and to make money potentially if it goes up or down. And then the second way is building a portfolio. Mm. So what I've done over the past, you know, two and a half years is become a partner in a platform and we help people build their portfolio. Now, we don't make any money on their trades uh, or any commission based or anything like that. But the portfolio side of things is great for the single mom or for the person that is really busy because you're just buying the asset and you're waiting for appreciation and then you're selling it down the road. So those are really like the two main ways people make money uh, in crypto. Got it. And so who were some of the bigger influences for you when you first started to get into the market? Um, the CEO of my company is you know, very, very successful. He told me about crypto uh, in the summer of 2017. I already had bought some off Coinbase because I saw some friends on Facebook buying Litecoin and Ripple uh, February of 2017. Uh, but then I just learned through I learned through a lot of my mistakes. A lot of it was self-taught. I just became obsessed with this. Um, but then I saw people, you know, like these bit boys and Anthony uh, Pomp on on Instagram and just these these advocates of crypto back in the you know the early days, and crypto wasn't uh, a nice thing to talk about. Mm. Now everybody is like, oh, I've heard of Bitcoin. How much do you have? Well, I don't. I, it's crashing, so I'm not going to buy any. Um, but just a few mentors. I'm I'm very careful who I listen to mm. in this space. I'd rather get educated and then be able to form my own opinion than just listen to these random influencers who are, have these deals and getting paid these commissions to promote certain projects, look at, you know, call it what it is, look at the Logan Pauls and the Kim Kardashians, yep. 
uh, all these people getting hit with massive lawsuits by the SEC because they're promoting random coins. And that's who you don't want to follow in this space. Mm. Because what happens is they get in as what's called a seed round. They're getting free tokens. They're getting paid to promote it. The price goes up. Then they sell their tokens when you get in. And then, this, and then like, you get stuck holding the bag. It's like Wolf on Wall Street. Exactly. <laughs> now, now people went to jail with Wall Street. Yeah. That's going to happen in this space too. Just mm. there's a delay. It's like you don't pay your taxes. You don't go to jail tomorrow. Yeah. But in five years, you, you probably will. Mm-hmm. There's a delay. Got it. Okay. Okay. And so especially in this industry, how would, how important would you say motivation versus mindset is? Mindset is everything in trading. Um, you know, in trading, there's three mindsets I teach people, right? The mindset before you get into a trade, the mindset when you're in drawdown, which means like, let's say the trade's negative. Like, how do you handle your thoughts? If you're a very emotional person, trading might not be for you. That's why I would say maybe become more of an investor. Trading and investing is two different things. Trading is like, you know, you want to trade every day or every week, or every month. Investing is four to eight, 12 years, right? Long term. Mm. So you have the mindset before you get in the trade, the mindset of when you're like, you're negative, like I'm negative a hundred bucks. Oh my God, I'm panicking. The world's going to end. You have to learn how to control that. And then the mindset when you're in profit, because when you're in profit, you're emotional and you're like Lambos, new house, new Ferrari. And you're just like, oh my God, everything's going to keep going up forever. It's called euphoria. Mm -hmm. And the, the second that you face euphoria and you don't sell, the market corrects itself and you either take a loss or you break even, but you could have captured all this, all this money. So you do got to work on your mindset. Uh, my first couple years, obviously, I you know had some, made some money, lost some money, um, but it really took like year three to four is where I really mastered that. I'm continuing to grow that. Where um, you just got to think different, man. Mm. Everybody's thinking the same. So if everybody's getting in, you should probably get out. Mm. If everybody's getting out, you should probably get in. Got it. And so, what would you say? Walk us through like a normal day in the life of Mike. Yeah, well, today, right? Today we woke up six five a.m. Played basketball. Um, you just had a mastermind. One of my mentors. He's in over two billion in sales. Um, you know, during this time, I'm doing a lot of calls for our different teams and customers in Asia, um, in Europe because of the time difference. And then just you know, I'll spend an hour a day researching new projects, uh, looking at the charts. Thirty minutes to an hour. Um, I teach five days a week on our platform, and um, a lot of meetings, a lot of calls. But I, I love this because. You know, I don't have to do this anymore. I get to do it. Mm. And when you come from that place of just, you just want to serve people. Next week, we go to Europe for a week. Uh, I've been to 27 different countries, probably spoken to a quarter million people in the past decade about mm. this type of stuff. So I'm just privileged. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be here. Grateful for the invitation. Um, but yeah, God gave all of us gifts and you just got to identify, okay, I think this is a gift he gave me. How do I maximize this? Mm. And that's, uh, that's really my purpose right now. Got it. And so when you're looking or when somebody is looking to join your space, what key qualities in an individual are you looking for? Because I know already yeah. not everybody makes the cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sports, man. It's like the, you know, not everybody is going to go from high school to college sports or from college to the pros. So when you're looking at a coach, right, to that you want to be coached by or a mentor, somebody that's consistent, obviously somebody that has results. We live in a world where everybody is faking it till they make it. Uh, and that's just like, okay, right. We're, we're in Miami right now. And man, Miami is a dangerous place because mm-hmm. everybody, you know, people either really have it or they look like they have it. And you have to have intuition to kind of tell, can this person actually help me? Cause that's what people care about, right? People buy a product or service if they feel like 
that person cares and if they feel like it could actually be a benefit in their life if I buy XYZ. So somebody that's consistent, somebody that has real results, that's the starting point. Uh, but somebody that cares, you know, somebody that has good intentions. I think the my one of my favorite compliments I, I ever have ever received is when people will say, Well, Mike, you're the same person online as you are offline. Mm. Have you ever met somebody that's different online versus offline? One hundred percent. That's that's who I'm just trying to be every day. Just and and to be it usually person. ends up being your heroes, honestly. Yeah. Man, exactly. <laughs> that's why they say never meet your heroes, but well. You know, um, okay, so being in South Florida, being in Miami specifically, yeah, how has that affected your world of crypto? Do you think that yeah. being in a certain state affects, you know, how you interact yeah. with different things? It's perceptions, right? Our mayor, Miami, he's pro crypto, loves this. Miami, Dubai, Portugal. I was in Portugal a few months ago. Those are probably gonna be the main three hubs. France is trying to be like that hub in, in Europe, but Miami. We're going to see mass adoption around the world, but it starts off like a fire, right? The fire's got to start in one place. And uh, the U and the, in the U.S., Miami is going to be that hub where you can buy properties. One of my friends, Ryan Farbstein, sold a condo at the Ritz-Carlton, $22.5 million, sold mm. it twice, both transactions in Bitcoin. Wow. My friend Ivan Paychex did the first ever Bitcoin transaction in 2017, a condo in South Beach. Bitcoin, 18 Bitcoin at the time. Wow. So Miami is going to be that place. Um you know, have you ever been to Columbia? No. We, we got to go to Columbia. That's a completely side conversation off here. Um, <laughs> in Columbia right now, let's say this was the deed to my house. Mm. I can take the title to my house and I can put it on the blockchain. Wow. Now, what happens if like a grandmother passes away and she has all this land, but she doesn't have like, like in Latin America, there's no will. Yeah. Like there's, there's not that. It's right. It's just, I just move in and I just take over the house. Well, now there's that ownership that says, okay, this person, they lived here, it's a, it's on the blockchain, meaning it can't be changed, mm -hmm. right? It can't be um, fabricated. Now imagine that deed and up, upload that deed to Zillow mm. with, the, with the wallet with some crypto. And I go into a marketplace like OpenSea where you can buy or sell NFTs and I just buy that property. Wow. That's two to three years away in crypto, in the wow. NFT slash real estate space. Wow. And so Crazy. your profile picture on Instagram, speaking of NFTs, yeah, yeah. is, you know, a mutant ape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so how did you get into that realm? So NFTs, there's a lot of collections. And now NFTs, if you don't know what an NFT is, just think of it as a trading card or a title or a deed to your house or your car, but on the blockchain. Think of it as a trading card, right? Michael Jordan trading card. Think of it if you were at LeBron's game, right, where he became the number one all time scorer and that ticket right? That ticket is a digital collectible, right? Mm. If you open up your Instagram, open up your Instagram right now. Let me show you something. I don't even have my phone on. Me. Okay. No, I'll show you <laughs> on mine. Go to your Instagram. If you're watching right here, go to your profile, click on the three lines in the top right. And you're going to see a button called digital collectibles right now on your Instagram. They're running three <laughs> blockchains. I'm going to give your audience free game here. Mm. Ethereum, Polygon, Flow, F-L-O-W. Go do some research. The project's at a dollar right now. The all-time high was 44. Guess who, guess who Flo is partnered with? NBA Top Shot. Mm. <laughs> the NFL, La Liga, Dr. Seuss, Warner, uh, Warner Brothers Music Group, and a company called Ticketmaster. Mm. And every time you buy a ticket, I went to a Panthers game, a hockey game. I don't know why I went. I'm never going back. It was actually kind of fun. <laughs> I went like two months ago. The next day, I get an email with the ticket that I bought, but a digital collectible that's on the wow. blockchain, on the Flo blockchain. Wow. I'll take a look at it. So 
the NFT I have, it's called a mutant ape. Um, those were selling for like 130 grand, you know, at one point last year. Um, they are the the second collection in a in a project called Board Apes, right? You've seen Justin Bieber, Neymar, mm -hmm. all these people, right? Board Apes. They're both in the same collection and they're both owned by a company called Yuga Labs that has now done over $3 billion in revenue in one year. Mm -hmm. The founders are actually from Miami and it actually happened by accident. Wow. And they've built a community of some of the most successful people in the world. And I just said, hey, the market pulled back December 8th of 2022. And I was able to snipe a really good entry. Uh, I went to an event that same night and I met, th met three people that have already led to three different business deals from wow. going to that event. Uh, it's called an IRL event, in real life event. And they host them two to three times a year all around the world. And my NFT is a ticket into those events. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't think you guys understand how much game he just really <laughs> gave you in a matter of like three minutes, <laughs> super quick. And so you might have to re-go over this again yep. just to really solidify that. And so, wow, that's powerful. That's something that I definitely did not know. Yep. And so what do you feel like is the space because obviously everything that you're saying is definitely the future. It's yeah. the present and the yeah. future, but you know, living in a world of the metaverse. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to be all walking around with goggles yet. Mm -hmm. um, I do think like some glasses, potentially five, 10 years from now, I think the metaverse was a very hyped word that pumped a lot of projects because Facebook changed their name, of yeah. course, and Facebook's investing billions of dollars. Now I think the metaverse will be a place where doctors can go perform surgery before the surgery happens and they can log those hours where pilots can, you know, like those test simulators, right? Yeah. But in the metaverse, it looks a little bit more real and it will feel a lot more real and it'll be an augmented reality where like you're literally there. Mm. Like if your plane crashes in them, you're going to like experience that almost in a way. Mm. Um, so I think it's going to be used heavily in the education space. That's what we're seeing. I think Stanford, Harvard, that's how they're going to be using it literally right now. Um, but I don't think we're going to be walking around now. Do you remember when Pokemon dropped yep. and people were running around Miami and the world looking for these Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. That was a layer in the metaverse wow. that was essentially the metaverse. So now we're going to see it where athletes are going to be training, right? Getting that, uh, that work done, right? If you're, I played baseball my whole life. So it's like going and looking for a hundred mile per hour fastball. I got to go play against some really good people. Mm. But now in the metaverse, I can stand there in the batter's box and experience that fastball a thousand times and train while I'm at my house. Wow. So I think that's where it's going to be used. Um, but we're, we're a little, we're a little ways from walking around with glasses. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. And so you have a book. I do. What do you talk about in your book? So we just released it. It's uh, defiebook.com. It's super simple. It's a starting point for crypto and NFTs. I break down some of the red flags and green flags for NFTs and coins. Um, it's 11 pages. There's pictures. I've seen people print out the pictures and let their kids draw on it. Um, DeFi ebook, you can get it there. It's free books. Put your email and it, it'll be sent to you. But it's really a starting point, really a guide to avoid losing money in the space. You're going to take losses, but bro, people are chasing projects and coins and they're just really allocating funds to just random things that are just going to go to zero. Mm. And it's like, if you're a trader and you, let's say you have a hundred dollars, a hundred dollar account, but you make 20 of them, right? What's a hundred dollars times 20, right? With $2,000 where you could have just made one better investment instead of losing a hundred dollars, 20 times. So I really just walk people through the steps. 
what to look for, how to research a project. At the end of the book, on the last page, I give you six of my favorite websites to do research. Mm. So all the hacks, literally it's in there. Um, and it's helped some people so far. It's been uh, two months since we released it. Got it. And so with that book, do you couple it with like, you know, coaching sessions? Do you do uh, e-classes? Do you have a course or? We, we have a platform. Mm -hmm. uh, our platform has, you know, over 200,000 students for oh. all different uh, trading niches. I teach on the crypto side. Um, I do private consulting and advising for bigger companies that want to go from like traditional or web two to web three, um, more higher end clients. Uh, I'm not, I don't really do personal coaching and stuff like that right now. It's not really the season of my life. Um, but yeah, the platform we have a, it's called DCX. We have an entire crypto academy from start to finish. Uh, I teach literally today at three o'clock live. So we'll have a couple thousand, couple thousand students in the live session, mm. Q and a, all the, all that stuff every day, almost. And so being on these stages, how do you feel as, you know, somebody that's developed this through time and kind of created a, a pathway, just like you said, you know, you more so focused on the education yeah. and made your own path. You know, what, what is, what are like two or three of the key things that you try to give to your crowd to make yeah. them resonate with not only the market, but you as an individual? Yeah, it's a good question. So every time you speak to a crowd, John Maxwell says, you're going to uh, offend somebody, right? Not everybody's going to understand you. So when I'm speaking, I really want to challenge people. I want to get the, the, not the soft people, but I want to get the people that are not going to do anything out the way. And I just want to speak to really just one or two people where I want people to feel like, right? You ever go to like church and you're like, oh my God, this pastor, he is speaking to me today. Mm. There's a science kind of behind preparing that message. So I try to do the same thing. I really want to challenge people uh, to think different, but most importantly, think for themselves. A really good book on that is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Mm. You read that? I have not read I'm gonna that get one. you a copy before you leave. I'm gonna send you a copy and you need to read that book. Like, please read that book. Mm. And it teaches you how to think for yourself and how the enemy can take control over your life through six different fears. The main two fears is the fear of death and the fear of poverty. Mm. So when I'm speaking, I really want people to put those fears aside because trading and investing can seem what overwhelming. It can seem like a lot of things to learn. So you have to break it down into one, two, three, an ABC formula where anybody can understand it. Trading's not hard. Markets go up and down. You need to learn when to buy and when to sell. You need to know when to get in, when to get out. The hard part is controlling this. The hard part is listening to critics and people that don't know anything and they're trying to teach you how to get rich and become successful. Um, so I just want to challenge people. And if you challenge the right person and they're up for the challenge, their life will change. Mm. And if my mentors didn't challenge me at 18, I would I would have been stuck and broke 10 years later. Wow. Okay. And so with that being said, of course, there's always ups and downs. And so what are one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to face so far in, you know, your, your path in this market? Yeah. So I was involved in a company in 2015, August, I remember the date, August 24, 2015, I was making some money, three to five grand a month, four grand a month. Uh, and it went to zero. The company had some issues. Literally my income went to zero. 2016, I made $2,000 in the year as an entrepreneur. Wow. People thought I was rich, successful, all this stuff, right? Um, but I kept believing. I kept going to events. I kept saying that something great was going to happen. And it wasn't until early 2017, really till the end of 2017, where I found new mentors. I got involved in new communities. But for like almost a year and a half, I was just drifting through life, mm. living off some savings, just not really sure. So in that low season, I would say two things. One, that low season, I got closer to God. 
But in that low season, I realized there was a, a thought that was hap- that was going on in my mind saying that you're not good enough mm. or you're not worthy enough. So I, I, had to, I had to rearrange those words. There was a book called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Really good book. It's like $5 on, a, on, on Amazon. I encourage you to read that. And I just had to change what I was saying to myself. Because I was attracting really bad stuff in my life or just not what I wanted. And if you don't say what you want, then what you don't want shows up every single day of the week, right? Um, but yeah, dude, it was it was low points. And now those low points, though, I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't have led me to the certain events and people and crypto and all that stuff years later if I would have gone and done something else. Got it. And so do you feel like, how do I want to phrase this? Do you feel like it's essential for, you know, somebody, an entrepreneur, not even just in crypto, but just in entrepreneurship to go through specific hardships that take them to a different level? Because there's some people that say, you know, oh, I just want to get things right. And I just want to do this. And they think it's all, you know, perfect, 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 perfect. But you know, what would be some advice that you would give, especially since we're catering to, you know, beginners, you know, to just that level of consistency? Yeah. Okay. One, there's no perfect plan. So get that out of your head. People be like planning their whole life and then God has a completely different plan. Um, So you got to get that out of your, out of your mindset right now. Have a structured, okay, this is what I want to do. This is my goal. This is when I want to get it done by, but don't put all this pressure on yourself. It is better to learn and take action and learn in that process than it is to try to plan the next 10 years and things change and things can change very fast. And if you've never like, you know, lost somebody close to you, it doesn't, most of the time it doesn't just happen. Like it happens so fast and you're just like, oh my God, what's going on? So when you're building your goals, you're building your dreams, there's going to be, there's going to be things that happen and uh, you can never think, oh, why is this happening to me? But what is this teaching me? How can I learn from this? So I would tell people to get to work, right? Find a vehicle, find something where there's unlimited income potential. If you have a job, don't quit your job today, right? But you need to find a way to save 12 months of expenses. It's not financial advice. Six to 12 months, 18 months, whatever you want to do, and build that nest egg. After you have that nest egg or that cushion, everything else from that, from that cushion, go invest. Go invest into what? Go invest in yourself, number one. And then number two is find people that can help you and teach you how to grow and compound money and uh that's the secret all the wealthy people invest you invest right yes sir and and what did you invest in first myself (laughs) my mindset yeah and you still are right yes sir and that's a process that never ends and when you stop investing in you right jim Rohn says when your income exceeds your skill set right your when your income exceeds your skill set your income will come down but when your skill set this is what happened to me in 2017, when, when my skill set was here, my income was down here, eventually it caught up. And there's levels and layers to that. I was I was blessed and privileged to be mentored by somebody named Bob Proctor, mm. uh, who's very close to me and my team and passed away a year ago, about literally over a, a little bit over a year ago. And one thing I remember him saying to me in Las Vegas in 2014, he said, go as far as you can see. And when you get there, then you'll see how to go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. We're so focused on, I got to do this and I got to be this person. No, be yourself. And go as far as you can see. And maybe all you can see is to tomorrow. Well, work today into tomorrow. And then tomorrow to the next day. And uh, those small wins, they, they do add up. They do. Powerful. And so last thing we'll leave them with is, you know, what are some ways for them to get into 
your type of market? You know, how, you know, who can they talk to? Can yeah. you refer them towards anybody or anything? They can just reach out to me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's DeFi Mike Sotero. There's a lot of fake accounts. I'll never ask you for Bitcoin or for money. Um, and just reach out. I have a newsletter. We just dropped uh, DeFiNewsletter.com. Uh, there's two eyes, so DeFi with two eyes newsletter. Uh, the free newsletter, paid newsletter. People can choose what they want. Uh, all my podcasts. I'd love to actually have you on my show oh, if you're down. You. Yes. I'm um, not on as many episodes, but I'm catching <laughs> up. It's all it's all online. Okay. And um, we've had some great people on there, and uh, I found a lot of value in this. So, yeah, just gotta reach out to people that can help you. And, and if you don't vibe with me, I'm I'm straight up. If you don't vibe with me, don't work with me. Mm. You don't you know, like you you know you don't choose your mentor. Your mentor chooses you. Mm. And if you feel like you're not going to vibe with somebody, then don't work with them. 100%. But if you are like getting that nudge where like, I need to learn, then yeah, sure, reach out. But I'm a very uh, low pressure person and I don't like things that cause friction or resistance. I want things to flow. Just like kind of how I found crypto, it was kind of by accident, but it was timing. Right now, there's another timing that's going to happen before this next bull run. Right. When Bitcoin's 100 grand, 200 grand, you're hearing this now. It's documented. This is evergreen content. Guess what? We'll come back to these clips three years from now. Guaranteed. Not the price of Bitcoin. Guaranteed we're in a different place in the crypto space. Mm. So I'm telling people now is the time to take action. The markets have pulled back. Now is the time to be very, very, very educated for, before this next run. Wow. So y'all heard it here first. As you can tell, Mike has an extremely attractive mindset and he's super powerhouse in his industry. There's a lot of knowledge that he not only dropped here, so I can only imagine what's in the ebook. As he said, it's free, literally. Yeah. So take advantage of these type of things, these people that are giving you gems, these people that are talking to you. And of course, hey, thank you, Mike, so much for coming on the show. Of course. And you know, you can find him on Instagram at DeFi. Mike Soteria, DeFi Mike Sotero. No underscores or dots. A lot of frauds out there. Yes, sir. And <laughs> so as we say, we look good. We live good. Life is good. Talk to us. We talk back and we out of here. See y'all soon.